folks, it's Scott, back for another week at KC Greats. I'm here with a friend of mine, Shiv Gupta, who's going to tell us a little bit about a side business he started and uh, where it's going. It's called Midwest Best. Shiv, how you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time. You're a busy guy, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so, you, uh, you have a big background in foods, right? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us about Midwest Best. What you're sure, doing and how sure. you got there. Yeah. So, so what happened was, as you know, as, as I'm, I'm middle age, 45, and and as I was thinking about retirement, I, I was wondering, you know, wh- where do you get your sources of income? Obviously, you get Social Security, have a 401k, establish some rental properties, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know. I've got this barbecue that I've that I've been my friends and family everyone has loved and has suggested that we should sell it and I thought well why not try to get that out and off the ground and in 20 years when I retire perhaps it can provide $1000 a month of income or something like that you know just another source of income sure so yeah. this is something that you just just like a dry rub that you'd been doing for friends and family for years that's correct yes well, that's pretty cool. How'd you come up with it? Just experiment. Uh, you know, when when I married my wife, uh, her brother had been doing the American Royal Barbecue with his friends from college for for a number of years, and and he said, "Well, now you're in the family. You got to join the team." So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I went in there. I was I was completely green. I knew nothing really, and and uh, and then over over several years, I kind of got more and more interested and in, and started developing kind of my own flavor, and 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 then uh, you know, it kind of just built on things I would. Really, the way I did it is I'd purchase something from the store, and I would enhance it with my own kind of. Okay. Yeah. So you know, background wise, you're kind yeah. of you're kind of an engineer, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm so not... you kind of took yeah. an engineer's mind to it, I'm guessing. You broke it down That's a little bit. That's probably true. Yeah. A little scientific yeah. about it. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, where did that? How long did you guys do that? How long were you? I'd say eight. Eight or ten years okay. at the American Royal, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. good experience. So, coming around and you're thinking about turning this into a business, right? What did what did you do first? Okay, it was it was really interesting. I, I thought, uh, you know, getting something into the store that would be the hard part. Uh-huh. Well, you, so you go through all the the, the hoops and you, and you develop your product and you, and your your packaging and your labeling and. And, and you get in the store and, and, and it turns out that's not the hard part. You know, the really? Hard, right. Yeah. The hard part is uh, getting somebody to recognize it and buy it and, and, and know what it is just from walking down the aisle. Um, and so that, so that's really part of the struggle is, 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 is name recognition, you know, getting someone to recognize your brand and, and, and purchase it. Okay. Is that part of why you kind of went with, with the name that you did? I, I did to some extent. I, 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 you know, barbecue traditionally is, is, is sort of Midwestern or, or Southern. Uh-huh. And, and, and so I wanted people to associate it with the Midwest. Okay. Yeah, so well, just, just, like, just like Kansas City, you know, Casey uh, Masters. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, right. So <clears throat> this has been what, about three, four years? Four years. Four years you've yeah. been running it. Yeah. And everything to me seems like it's going pretty good because uh, I can find this on the shelf locally quite a few places now right 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 so what's your what's kind of your biggest biggest win and where you've got it placed so the biggest win probably is is, is there, there's several stores several Hy-Vee stores where the the meat department is using the product in a bulk form and they're seasoning the meat before it's purchased okay so and then they package it up 
as your product and their product together. Basically. Exactly that. Yeah. And so it's got a label on it that says what the ingredients are, but it, but it has, you know, my brand on it. And Very so cool. there, therefore the customers can, can try it and, and get familiar with it. And then when they come back to the barbecue section, they'll say, Hey, I, I remember this. We had it on our chicken or, you know, whatever it was seasoned. That's with. nice because pairing with a, a, a good brand like hy V really right. helps. Absolutely. Okay. How many stores are doing that now in, in our area? I'd say around 20. Wow. Or so. Yeah. That's quite a bit. Yeah. So are, does that mean you're mixing this stuff up in the garage? Uh, or... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, when, right when I started this, the gentleman that I had chosen to mix the barbecue product, he had been doing many other barbecue products around town for other folks, and he folded his shop. He went out of business just at the time I was <sighs> coming in. Right. <laughs> and so, so what happened was we had just purchased our house and it so happened that it had a finished basement with a kitchen. And so I approached Kansas Department of Agriculture and said, hey, what would it take for me to mix this in my house? I'm having trouble finding someone to, to blend it for me. It's, it's a little bit of a hassle. And they said, well, you have to have your own kitchen. It's got to have its own restroom. It's got to have its own entrance. It just so happened that everything was in just place. Fit. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there, right. even, even on a dry product like this, mm-hmm. there's some pretty significant government standards you have to apply. Sure, sure. Yeah, the, the, absolutely. So, so the, the kitchen that I have is a certified kitchen by the Kansas Department of Agriculture. So I didn't even know you can have a certified kitchen. Right, Somebody right. have to come and actually look at it to do that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no way. An inspection, I believe, is once a year is what it's been so far but because i'm only dealing with dry product meaning dry spices right there's no raw meats there's no yeah. there's no chance of like a salmonella or something like that right. or, or, or or some contaminant it's, it's much less of a chance of a contaminant when you're dealing with dry so spices i'm guessing then if you were into that side of things stuff the requirements get a lot more sure that's correct that. yeah, yeah. Or, or a little more stringent yeah how in the world do you start finding that stuff out i mean just when you start you know? yeah well just just calling around and asking questions and you know figuring out what it takes i mean so you've got your certified kitchen so you start mixing things at home that's right initially that's right and yes. Does that, I mean, do you have like big bags of paprika or something sitting in the basement when you do that? Yeah, <laughs> interestingly, uh, you know, uh, you buy, I, I purchased it as, as a, almost as an as needed basis. So, mm-hmm. so in other words, only as much as I need, you know, not, not, sure. but, but uh, there, there's a wonderful store down in the River Market area called Planters Seed and Spice, and they've got every, just about every spice under the sun, and you can really? buy it by the pound there. And so that's, that's where I buy a lot of my product. Uh, or, or the ingredients, and and then as what happened is as I as I got larger or started mixing in larger volumes, I found a spice blending house in Wichita that is uh, that's great to work with. Oh, They're okay. They're called Blendtec. Interesting. Yeah. So that I mean they just they do white label OEM type stuff basically for. I, I don't know all foods. their capabilities, but but they they'll do things like what I'm requesting, where where I say here's my here's my recipe, and then they'll duplicate it, and then now they can produce it in hundreds of pounds, or, cool. or in some cases they and, and they can even pa- do the end packaging, so they can do put it into like a bag or a or a shaker container. Or, okay, or, or, so or do you anything. have to coordinate with them as far as do you have to figure out? where your packaging items come from and send them to them or they, right now are you doing it different where it ships somewhere else and it's packaged there that's correct yeah so so today the way it works is is blend text will mix my spices okay and then they will ship them to a facility in raytown and the facility in raytown takes all my raw ingredients the bags the labels the spices and they'll 
prepare and package my cases effectively. So, so it's an it's a it's a finished product when it comes out of my facility in Raytown. Wow. So. Yeah. Is that another kind of contract facility that, that does this, or have you set this up basically? No, it's, it's a, it, yes, it? no, that, that is a facility in, uh, it, it's called Southeast Enterprises, and it's actually a wonderful facility that most of the employees at Southeast Enterprises are in some way uh, physically or mentally disabled. And, okay. so, and so, so it's, a, it's a wonderful environment to employ folks uh, with disabilities. That's awesome. Yeah. So they're, they're helping folks with challenges. Have jobs and stuff like that. That's correct. Oh, very yeah. cool. I had, yeah. had no idea. Yeah. So, do you have to figure out your packaging and get it shipped to them, or are they kind of yeah, still yeah, so, so, doing so, all that for you? So the the packaging was uh, was figured out, meaning that which which physical package yeah. I, I use a stand up pouch, uh, okay. a foil barrier stand up pouch. So the foil, so, so they have the you know that that pouch in bulk there. Than, than the individual labels, and there's different varieties of spices, so they'll have the labels for each one. And depending on what we're making, they'll take that individual pouch, put the labels on it, and then they have a commercial kitchen in their uh, facility as well that, that they'll, they'll use package to, to package it. Yeah, so, fill. this is a lot of moving parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, well because, because I'm an engineer and have a full-time job, yeah. um, I work in a family business, so it, it, it takes you know, more, more dedication than the average job. More yeah. number of hours, and so I had to figure out a way to do this where I could effectively somewhat outsource it, so that I'm not overloaded. So my commercial kitchen, what I do is I I, I generally will get things off the ground, a so prototype phase. This is your will. test kitchen, essentially. for the most part, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's full, fully capable of packaging anything that I sell, but it takes time to do that, and so I really use it as a prototyping and, and okay. proving in. Uh, phase of, of the products. So right now, it sounds like you're still running everything yourself. For the most part, right, yeah. And yeah. a little family help now and again when, <laughs> that's you, can, a, that's correct. when you can enlist them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, to me that's fascinating. I cover and talk with a lot of individuals mm-hmm. that do startups and entrepreneurs. And yeah. to go from you know small to start scaling to the level you're at even, that's mm-hmm. a big jump. I right. mean, the, the organization that you've got from your engineering world probably seems like it helps a lot. It, it does a little bit. Probably so, yeah. Interesting. What do you think getting to this level has been kind of your biggest biggest struggle, biggest hurdle that you fought through? You know, uh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, <clears throat> I hit hurdles all the time, you know. It seems like, okay, well, you get it into one store in the very beginning you know, you mm-hmm. get your product into one store and you say okay well now I'm there well, not really you know so open the flood exactly exactly so you, <laughs> <laughs> so you go do some demos you know and, and people know about it and and while you're there doing the demo people try it they like it they buy it well when you're gone it's not the same thing again you're sitting on the shelf next to everything else and 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 everyone doesn't know about it and and isn't looking for it and so the realization that as I got into more and more stores around Kansas City and, and that that is the case, you know, you can go do so many samplings or, or, or tastings at, at these different stores. You can run to, yourself ragged doing that. Absolutely. But, but as, as you think about the bigger picture, well, what, what about when I move my product, tr- when I get distribution, say, in St. Louis or when I get distribution in Chicago? Well, I'm not there, you know, and nobody's <laughs> there to go out and do these demos. So you've got to figure out kind of a method to the madness where, where you can get it in there. And it will do its thing, if that makes sense. Right. And at that point, your strategy here of being in the meat markets, mm-hmm. which sounded mm-hmm. like it, it kind of came to you, you know, that that one just kind of happened. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. So what happened was, as I, as I was struggling with this whole dilemma, 
I, I, I approached a kitchen where you can buy the, the pre-made fried chicken and mashed potatoes and all that mm-hmm. in the hy And I asked them if they'd be interested in using this, one of my products. And it was a barbecue bean spice mix. And I, and, and I said, I'd give it to you at a really good price, you know, and, and, and you guys can use it here. So you're getting a good price and then, and then folks can try it and they'll know what it is. And, you know, that maybe that kind of would help me out. And it actually turned into a good product for the kitchens. And so several of the hy kitchens around town are using it. And that led to, well, what if a meat department would use this, you know? So, so I started approaching some meat departments and those meat departments were seasoning the meat, putting my label on. And so it's really a form of advertising. So, so Absolutely. what I try to do is keep the pricing down to the meat departments so that they're happy with the product and the pricing they're getting, but yet I'm getting something out of it in the form of advertising and, and product recognition. Absolutely. Well, I yeah. know I've picked up the, the preseason stuff when I feel too lazy to do it. And then, right. you know, I still, I still have a couple packages in the cabinet as well. But, <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So that's cool. But that's different than what the general yeah. industry does, right? I mean, hy is kind of uh, unique. Right, right. So, so absolutely. hy is unique in the sense that you can approach a single store and talk to the manager of the meat department or the manager of the kitchen and say, hey, I've got these products. Would you like to use them or try them? And they can make the decision. But if you, appri- if you approach, say, price shopper here in town or, mm-hmm. or, or some other chain grocery store, th- then then many times those decisions are made at a corporate level and they're dictated down to the meat department in individual stores and kitchens. And then they do what the corporate has said to do as far as following recipes and such. That's interesting because that seems like it makes not just Kansas City, but the Midwest where something like Hy-Vee operates, you mm-hmm. know, they pride themselves on kind of being a semi-local and right. interacting. That makes this a great test bed and launch pad for your kind of product. Absolutely. So it's been a a wonderful way to prove something in, that it's a successful product. So interesting, though, because then that next leap to scale Mm -hmm. bigger, to go out of town here, that gets different and that gets hard. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that's that's my next dilemma is, is I'm at that crossroads where I need help. In other words, I, I need either a broker or somebody who can who can market my products to corporate entities or, or, okay. or merchants that are with corporate or perhaps partner with somebody who, who, who has this type of knowledge and, and can run with that. Interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like it's gone pretty well for four years. Has, yeah. it, has it surprised you how well it has you, gone a little you bit? You know, it, it hasn't. And what's, what's happened is... Uh, what, what was surprising, uh, when, you, when, you, when you think about an entrepreneur and the opportunities that exist, the best way to describe it is, is, is a, a hallway. Just think of a hallway, that, that the dormitory hallway, right? Okay. And there's doors on either side. And you can't see whether the doors are open or what's inside those doors. But as you walk down that corridor, you, you know, this door is unlocked. You open it up or, or you see something inside. And, and so what's happened is, is opportunities have come about that I didn't see or, or anticipate. And, and what's happened is the meat department managers, as, as, as they've used my products, have said, hey, you know, this is great, but I want product X or I want, I, you okay. know, I want, I want a meatloaf mix or I want uh, uh, some type of a sausage blend that, that either they're getting and they're not happy with or maybe it's not as easy to obtain. And, and so as a result, instead of just having barbecue products, now we've got multiple other type of products about 10 uh, that are being used by meat departments. And so so it's really, you know, what we've done is we've now made an array of products that, that meat departments can use. Wow, that's really cool because yeah. that seems like it's, I sound like a broken record on this, but that kind of goes back to an interesting cycle with yeah. a local or semi-local like that 
right. where they ask for something and you can supply that demand out right. of your test right. kitchen, essentially. That's right. And yeah. then now you've got a full product line based on customer want. Exactly that, yeah. Out of, out of request, exactly. It's like a it's like a free focus group, man. <laughs> yeah, so so it's, yeah, that's very cool. So, <clears throat> what happens if you take this to somebody and you know a broker, and it all of a sudden goes national and it blows up, and well, you know Midwest Best is now <laughs> from California to New York. Sure, that would be wonderful. <laughs> you know, the, the the only things that I can see that could prevent or not prevent but uh, complicate that is production, right? So let's say yeah. let's say now I've got to produce. Instead of 100 cases, I've got to produce 100,000 or, or some large number. <laughs> well, I, I'm confident that my spice blending house can produce those number of 100 pounds. Or, you know, they're, they're a big shop. So they can scale it. Absolutely. Sure. My facility in Raytown that, uh, that packages it, I know they can do much more than what I'm doing now, but I think there's probably some limit, you know, probably at, at some point. Capacity yeah, at some point, right? There. So, 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 the, so we may have to find another. Uh, facility that can do a similar wow, uh, package, but 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 for the most part, I think you know we we could uh, scale it up for sure. Very cool. I yeah. love that it's something that you have. Uh, I've talked. I talked to a lot of individuals that are you know starting from the ground up and going for seed funding and things mm-hmm. like that. And what we hear about right. in the news all the time, right? Sure. The the Forbes and the Inc. magazine guys, but so much of where businesses come from nowadays is just like you. you know, yeah. You've got a day job, and it's feeding right. the family, and, and that's right, your primary. Right, but yeah. this is something that you're hustling on the side. Yeah, <laughs> This is yeah. nights and weekends. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and the, the fact that it's, I'm working towards something that will, will fulfill part of my retirement, I mean, that's kind of where the motivation comes yeah. from. You know? and, and, and because I don't have a, a storefront, you know, things are here, I don't have a lot of overhead, and so you know, I can survive. Very cool, man. Well, it's a neat it's a neat picture into that side of entrepreneurship instead yeah. of just the, the the big news guys that we hear right. about. So I love it, man. Well, Thanks. I'm always curious because we're we're here in KC. Did you grow up around here? Are you absolutely a KC yeah. native? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Shawnee, right, right here in okay. Johnson County. So you're you're stayed close to home. Yep. And was your family here before or? Yeah, yeah. So my my dad is uh, he he migrated from India during his college days. Oh, wow. and, and met my mom and then stuck around and you know started a family. And then uh, I've got four siblings, so there's five of us all together, and uh, we all grew up here in Shawnee. And and my my wife, her family also grew up here in Shawnee, so our roots are right here. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I, yeah. I love a local local hero. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> I always want to know, especially since you've been here your whole life. I'm always curious about somebody's hidden gems, the things that you love here in Kansas City that you, yeah you think other people should know about. Sure, sure, yeah, okay, so. Things I love to do. I, I love off-road motorcycling. That's actually yeah. how I met That's you. That's how we met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so I do that every chance I can get. Um, it's, a, it's a blast, and, and it, it uh, motivates me to stay in shape as well, which is a you know, plus. So a lot of people don't realize how what it really takes. They're like, oh, it's an engine, right? Right. Sitting, uh, yeah. sitting you sit on the motorcycle. <laughs> it's just and, a yeah, couch. right. <laughs> exactly. Mm, not quite. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So some great trails and tracks for that. Right. Yeah. Anything that you guys like to do as a as a family, like your favorite restaurant or anything like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, my my daughter's a bit finicky, so she you know her her menu stays a little tight. But but my son, uh, he'll, he'll eat just about everything. He he lo- actually loves uh, Oklahoma Joe's barbecue. Very so, good. Yeah. So Oklahoma Joe's man, that's competition now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> it is pretty good stuff for sure. 
are you guys still going to compete at the Royal, or has that kind of you know, stopped after the, the years? The, the, the American Royal is is great, but but um, and we still go to it, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's it's a bit complicated to compete at anymore for the small yeah. guy. I mean, it's it's very uh, hard uh, harder for, than a local competition to go move all of your equipment in, and it's, it's gotten a, big, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, but but it's great. I mean, I, I love it. We go down to it every year. As my friend, my brother in law, he, he's with a group down there that has a big party, so we go down there and, and hang out very cool sometimes that's a little more fun than the you know, doing all the work right <laughs> but do you, yeah do you know are there any uh are there any teams that have been using your stuff the last couple of years there are some yeah, yeah. um there, there's one team called uh i think their name is 99 problems and smoking ain't one of them or something <laughs> something like along those lines they always have, have right. to be creative don't they? yeah yeah and so they, and they, they they've been using it for a number of years very yeah. cool man that's awesome right. yeah well Shiva, sure appreciate you taking the time, man. It's yeah. really cool to see this side of entrepreneurship. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that and, and just see somebody local right. taking it out there and, and hopefully getting it nationwide eventually. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, good I, stuff, I man. This has been it. fun. Hopefully you have a great day. Thank you, too. that Shiv is a great guy that I just love his story because he's a normal guy like you and me decided to embark on something on the side it's not VC funded it's not tech but he's going hard at it it's going great and I just love that as not just a Kansas City story but really kind of the American dream so I hope you liked it too if you did enjoy it as always Do me a favor and share it with some friends. Like it on Facebook, like it on iTunes, things like that. So anyway, we'll be back again with another KC Great. See you then.